Welcome to the XR Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Diana Olenik, and on this show, we dive into the cutting-edge worlds of XR, Web3, and artificial intelligence with the brightest minds in the industry, bringing you exclusive insights and game-changing conversations that will revolutionize your understanding of the future. Please allow me to introduce today the founders and leading team members of Trust Games for the game called Gods of Gravity, social arcade-style RTS game that is revolutionizing the way we play games. With stunning graphics and intense gameplay, Gods of Gravity takes you on an epic journey through the celestial heavens where you must battle it out with other gods to prove your worth. But what sets Gods of Gravity apart from other games on the market is its unique blend of social features and competitive gameplay. You can team up with friends to form alliances and take on other groups, or go head-to-head -head with other players in epic battles for glory and supremacy. In this episode of the XR Magazine podcast today, our guests will share with us the vision behind Gods of Gravity and the journey that led to its creation. They will delve into the game's mechanics and features, as well as discuss the challenges of creating a social arcade-style game that is both engaging and competitive. I can't wait to begin this episode. Let's do it. Thank you so much for being here today in the XR Magazine podcast. Today, we are very excited to be talking with Trust Games, the team. And they recently created an amazing experience called Gods of Gravity. Today, we're going to be speaking with Jack and Nathan. Please let us know. How are you doing today? Hi, this is Jack from Trust Games. I'm good. It's uh, been rainy, but it's actually quite a nice day out. Um... <laughs> yeah, it's also been pretty rainy here where I am. Uh, this is Nathan, also from Trust Games. Um, the two of us are... I hope equally doing about just as well as each other. Um, we're, we're not too far away, but we're not in this exact same location right now. Um, Do you remind us in, in what location are you guys? In what part of the uh, world? Currently, I am, yeah, I am uh, in the Bay Area. I'm at the UC Berkeley campus, although I'm oh. not currently enrolled anymore. I've graduated. Um, <laughs> You're amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm currently in Davis, which is a bit outside the Bay Area, but I, we're excited to both, both be uh, moving back to San Francisco uh, within within the next year, actually, at the end of the summer. Oh, so it'll be exciting. That's, yeah. that's where we grew up. Ah, yeah. okay. Our hometown. Yeah. <laughs> that's nice to go back. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so let's get started. We would like to know a little bit about your background, your respective backgrounds. It seems like that this project was pretty cool because it started years ago. You know, when you were maybe perhaps in high school or something like that. Please let us know about your background and how this intersection actually created this amazing platform with Trust Games and now Gods of Gravity. Yeah, so um, our journey started, I guess, maybe eight years ago, or I guess it's a little more at this point, back in freshman year of high school. Um, and we both just had a real passion for making games. Um, but we didn't know each other yet, though I bumped into him randomly. We were sitting on some bench or something and just started talking. And Nathan was like, oh, yeah, I 
make games in Unity. And I was like, oh, I love making games. Please, like, let's work together. I, I don't know Unity, but, like, teach me. And so um we just quickly became best friends. And yeah. uh just every day after school and in school, honestly, during class, we'd just be making uh games in Unity. Uh We messed around with – we were always working on some project. Um We must have done about – a dozen or even two dozen projects um, throughout high school. They were all, though, just games we made for us, games that we would play ourselves at lunch and compete for the high scores. And we, we, uh, that, you know, we'd always, you know, we start with one project, then our attention would be like, oh, but we have this really cool idea. And then we just drop that project and move on to the next thing. Um, and that was just very good for us uh, to just learn about making games. And we were always, focused on making fun games. And as we got older, um, you know, we started to realize that we had some talent and that our games maybe uh, shouldn't be just played by us, but we should try to get it out there uh, to the rest of the world as well. Um, and we started branching into VR um, in senior year of high school, which was uh, 2018, 19. Yeah, 2019. Um, or I guess 2018 was like the, the first very start of it, but towards the tail end of that. Um, and then 2019 was really when we started our first VR project. Um, Jack had gotten this like fancy new PC VR headset. Um, and he showed me, I remember like the first day when I got to try it and it was like crazy because we had been making like web games and mobile games, but like in VR, it was just like a whole new space where there was like, um, you know, the, for, for one thing, like the scale of objects was really apparent. You know, there was, there was so much potential just with just like the control scheme itself could become part of the gameplay in a way that wasn't really possible on other platforms. Um, uh, Jack, yeah, carry on. Yeah. Yeah. So we were blown away by just the immersion and interactivity of VR. We thought it was so cool. And, you know, as soon as we started getting used to the headset, uh, we were like, you know, we have to make games for this. I'm not, I'm not going back to making games for a flat screen, you know? <laughs> um, and so, um, we started adapting some of our old games because we were just experimenting with the medium and we didn't know what worked, but we, you know, picked this game. It's like, okay, you know, you're swinging through an asteroid belt and there's a giant space worm chasing you. And it turned out to be pretty fun. Uh, even if it was just an adaptation of VR, but you'd swing like Spider-Man almost and you'd look behind you and a giant space worm was, chasing you and trying to consume you um and <laughs> we presented that to a little showcase at our high school uh as part of a project uh and then basically like we need to just keep keep doing this and so we started working on senior year in that summer as we kind of transitioned to college um and we we actually we are, went to the same high school but then we went to two different uh colleges but we still uh maintained connection and, and was still working um, we released a game on Steam called Overboard, which was kind of like a ridiculous shark fighting game, um, in VR. And <laughs> that wasn't, we you know it was our first game we'd actually like released. Um, and it was a very humble release. We didn't know anything about marketing or whatever, but we had released it. It was actually that available for the public on Steam. Um, and it caught the attention of the Oculus Start program mm -hmm. and, uh, Rita, uh, Turkowski, reached out to us and um, invited us to join the start program and go to Oculus Connect 7, 6? Six? 6, Oculus Connect 6. Um, yeah. yeah. And so we missed the first week of our uh, college classes to go to that <laughs> conference. Um, and it was a lot of fun. We met a lot of 
uh, great people. And, um, that's sort of started our, I guess, career, uh, in VR. And I mean, we recently have, uh, graduated. And I feel like I, I mean, I haven't even talked about gods of gravity yet. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't want to just steal the floor and talk more about that yet. Um, but, uh, once we got into Oculus start, that was sort of when we started, um, thinking more about getting onto the quest store and really making games that would actually be successful and, uh, would try to launch our, our career out of college. Mm, yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. It sounds like you guys have been working for so many years now and that actually what we see now in the store is a process evolution, right? Like it's uh, something that had many iterations. I guess what we are seeing right now with gods of gravity has been at around after about 18 releases, right? Iterations and, and changes that you've made, maybe even more at this point. And uh, uh, what I like to acknowledge is that, you know, your passion, of course, for doing this. Did you ever have any training in, in high school or how did you actually start? Decided, okay, in the first place, I want to use something called Unity and I'm going to learn Unity. How did you learn that? Yeah, so... Yeah, I think... Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to talk before Unity. I mean, I, I grew up, and I just liked playing games, and I wanted to make games. Um, and so I was using Stra- Scratch, which is a simple web-based, like, game programming tool. Um, and I used that for a couple of years when I was in middle school. Um, and Unity was always like, okay, that's what the professionals use. I don't want to be just stuck on Scratch <laughs> making 2D games. I want to, like, I want to be a professional. And that was just the passion there. Um, but learning was a whole different process, and it's very intimidating um you know i remember being intimidated oh i have to write text you know i have to write actual code that's not dragging blocks together um and i have to learn this whole like interface unity and um Mm -hmm. but i think i know we never got any i mean my formal education was nathan telling me (laughs) um how things worked i nathan how did you first pick up on Unity? yeah i think um jack you touched on it a little bit um in the kind of backstory bit right but the big thing that really got both of us into unity um me a little before jack and then really we got like i got way better unity with jack it's not just that i was already an expert for sure um but the thing that made us learn was the fact that we were always switching projects and doing things that interested us because by kind of chasing ideas that encouraged us to look up new ideas, new things to try and implement. And then basically the process of trying to make it was the learning. So even if we didn't take a proper class, we might end up learning about procedural generation or dynamic lighting or all these like fancy kind of things that end up actually being kind of like maybe complicated things, but in the context of a project, which is really based around that, it ends up being just like a fun process. And it like ended up really fleshing out our resumes like without us implicitly knowing that um like for example jack i know got really into like shaders and stuff towards Mm -hmm. the tail uh right before we got into vr which like i was always like way out of my reach and to an extent it still kind of is um but that was really just born out of a passion for just like oh look at all the interesting things we could do in our games Mm -hmm. to do that so it wasn't like oh you know i gotta learn this because it'll be useful later it was more just like i want this to be visible in our projects and i think that um that was really a huge uh, driving factor behind our learning and then behind that beyond that you know there's there's plenty of uh unity tutorials um, which cover some of the fundamentals like if you want to do just basic multiplayer or um some there's like also some tutorials on just like really fundamental things like saving 
information in the game uh, um, that we also have relied on Unity specifically being pretty good at that. Yeah. Um, I think the main thing that I've realized, especially after completing college, um, we, we both did, we went to college for computer science, graduated uh, recently, but... So we did take classes eventually. <laughs> like, or the thing, I don't know if this is true for you, Nathan, but for me, I, I think, like, the amount of experience and, like, learning that just came from me sort of on my own well with Nathan and just the passion of actually just doing, making the games, you know, just doing that. And like when you run into a problem, look it up, you know, so, and just having that passion just drive you through doing it is so much better than just being in a classroom, sitting there and, and learning. So my advice, I guess, for people who want to learn is don't rely on the classes and mm-hmm. don't rely on like a lot of reading and stuff. I mean, that's great because you do need to do that if you, <laughs> if you are going to actually know, like be able to do it. But like, just start small and start with passion for making something and just start actually building the game and you'll run into a problem and then you will look it up and solve it and then you'll come back and learn something, right? And that's so much better than just sitting there and in, like looking at a lecture and like, you know, here's all these things to do. Here's blah, 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 blah. It's just, you will, if you get hands on and just start doing it, at least for me, that was just the best thing ever. I think college, honestly, I, I could have done without it. I think I, and uh, that's, I mean, that. Yeah, that might be true. I do know that at least for me, the big thing that college is useful for is like, if you're going to work with maybe like other teams, you know, or potentially like in like kind of like a, I mean, I, I would say that our work at this point has reached a professional level, but, like, at least um, if you, like, some people are definitely more interested in, like, kind of, like, working in, like, those, like, pre-existing teams, and sometimes certain practices are really only evident when you, I mean, you can learn those things by working with those teams, but some things you might see in a class, um, but for the most part, like, the stuff that Jack and I do now definitely mostly came from our own learning, more mm-hmm. so than college things. Mm-hmm. Um but there's, you know, there's there's some aspects which are just like, you know, like, you know, maybe like optimizing things. But I would say that those things really almost like hamper your ability to just make something. Because if you're focused so much on like the technical things, which you will like learn a lot in a class, um, you might end up with like something that like runs a little faster, you know, but you it probably will be a lot less satisfying to make. Yeah. And it will really like prevent you from just actually getting something there. I think that even in classes, they really try to push you to... Um, like just make the the minimum thing that gets what your vision is across and just making something like period will get you like so much more of the thing than doing it like a hundred percent perfect like efficiency every yeah. single time. To be to be clear, I'm glad I went to college. <laughs> I just think that most of my learning was really done just through hands on uh experience there. Yeah. Um, and I would agree for myself as well, not to <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also like somehow my philosophy around these educational systems kind of go in that direction. I say in today's world where, because, you know, maybe you were not at that time where there was no internet, but before it was pretty hard, you know, like the only resources that you could get to learn something was to attend in these places or going to the library or, but now with the internet and every resources everywhere at your fingertips, like pretty much we can learn anything. And I, I have this vision for the future of, you know, like education where we start to move a little bit away from the traditional 
methods, like going to all of these five GRs in a school and then no experience yet. And then, you know, struggling to get a job. And also I think that another way to see this now is to try to get something, create something, becoming good at that, right? Doing that, doing it that during the time that you could be attending university and then getting, you know, the normal job as if you were in a, in a normal, um, institution. That is another option. I'm not su- suggesting that, um, all, all the other, careers or are wrong because there are things that are super specialized, for example, surgeons or these type of careers that, um, you know, require more specialized training. But these type of creative fields actually are able, you know, we are able to do this type of thing. So I'm super excited that you directly from, not from me saying it, but from you showing your own example, how this is another way of how we can challenge the status quo of how things are right now. And we can create our own, you know, people want to create their own games. People want to create their own apps and it, it is absolutely possible. So I'm, I'm so, so glad that you actually brought this example very direct to see how, you know, you can at this point with all the resources out there, uh, make a case for yourself and start practicing and solving the problems in the way, as you mentioned. I think that that's absolutely great. Nobody, there, there is actually not a better mentor than yourself, right? Because you yourself see the problems and you yourself are, you know, have to, is motivated or have to actually fix the problem because nobody else is going to do it for you. So yeah. I think that, that is amazing, that example that you showed there. So how Gods of Gravity actually got created? What were the main challenges, things that you said, okay, we knew these things, but the mechanics didn't work or whatever, you know, the control, what, what was difficult and that uh, maybe you feel very proud that you were able to solve it? Yeah, so Gods of Gravity started, um, I don't know the year, but <laughs> Nathan knows, but in the middle of the 2020, in the pandemic, yeah. we were very much, it was an isolating time. Um, we were, I mean, I was like living in my basement basically, uh, and just doing like online school and stuff. And I was like, I need, we just need to start a project that really brings people together. Um, and so, off the bat, we like, okay, we need, we're going to make a multiplayer VR game and it's going to, it's going to be a way to like, you know, have presence with other people and just like bring people together. And so, um, we sort of, we were experimenting with a lot of different concepts at the time. Um, and we started messing around, uh, uh, with Gods of Gravity, which was loosely based on an old game we'd made. Not really important, but we just discovered that it was really fun, um, to, throw the ships around and like basically the game has there's like a solar system you are uh gods that sort of command gravity and what that means is you kind of have a black hole in your hand and you can gather up these little spaceships which uh like orbit planets and things and then you can pick them up and then toss them um through space and they'll um sort of arc and then they'll be caught by the gravity of the you know your target planet or whatever um and we thought that uh core interaction was really really fun and so we um were like, okay, we're going to make a game. You know, you have like, you know, there's like a team. So the other person, you know, they have their own ships and I have ships. And I'm going to like, you're going to fight for the solar system. Um And that's sort of how it started. And uh honestly, it just sort of one thing just led to another. We we're just expanding, building upon that. Um, and it just was really fun. It was really cool to see, you know, Nathan in the same like space almost as me, right? We're on the same map, even though he was, you know, trapped in his house, uh, you know, a couple <laughs> miles away. Um, 
And so that was really had the sort of motivation to keep us just building on it. And we, uh, you know, we're in college, but really excited about this project on the side. So we were working on, working on it and just constantly, uh, building it up. Uh, it started to get, or once we got to a point, I think it was, tw- uh, Nathan, when did we do on Apple Lab? Uh, 2021, right at the tail mm-hmm. end of it. Um, so basically a full year after we had, or almost a full year right after, you know, we had just made the project, um, that first time, um, we spent about a year kind of iterating on that, um, and really just kind of thinking about, um, again, the social thing, um, a lot of our, or pretty much not a lot of, all of our games before that had been single player experiences, right? Overboard was really fun, but you know, it was still like a, a solo VR experience. And there was definitely something really compelling about just like being around each other, um, you know, and uh, I think that the other thing that, um, or actually, this is getting off topic, uh, Jack, um, carry on with the journey. Okay. I know you've got. Yeah. So, well, we were excited to start having people experience our game, you know, as multiplayer. So we wanted, we wanted people to come and play it with us. So we got it out on App Lab, um, which was a big step for us, um, at the time. I think we really, like, you know, at the moment we released on App Lab and, and honestly before. So, you know, I, I told you our journey started at Oculus Connect 6. Um, it was really our mission, like long term in our head, like we want a game on the Quest Store. Um, and that was like our dream. And so what we got into App Lab and we knew, okay, that's the first step, right? We built a game, looks promising, get it on App Lab, start getting players, right? And so, um, we did get some players. Um, they came in and we just got good feedback about the game. Um, and, um, we were finally trying to build a community. We had a small Discord community. You know, we were trying to grow that. We were just constantly iterating based on community feedback. The game was, we kept the game completely free at that point. Um, so everyone could just come and play it um, and just give us feedback. We just wanted to make a good game and for people to come and enjoy it. So people people came in, you know, get their feedback. We were constantly leveling, leveling it up. And it we did that for about a year on App Lab. Um, and we didn't know it at the time. We didn't know we were going to make it on the Quest Store. <laughs> but yeah. um, eventually, probably about after seven months on App Lab, we had, you know, our community was growing. Um, we reached out to um, some members in the start program. We're like, you know, what do we need to do to get onto the, score, the store? It's kind of a great, it's not really a well-defined process, but mm-hmm. they basically told us, you know, um, just keep growing your community, start thinking about, you know, monetization and like how you're going to like be successful and stuff. Um, and then in a couple months, come back and we'll talk like pitching. Um, and so we were like, okay. So we went back to grow our community. We, um, started with some, we had some in-app purchases where players could support us on our journey. Um, and it was more of like, you know, you could pay to have your name on a wall in game. And it's still there. It's the founders pillar in game and the main menu. Um, and so thank you for everyone who supported us there. We were able to raise a little bit of money, um, to use on, you know, a little bit of advertising to grow our community. And then from there, um, we reached out back and we're like, we're ready to pitch. And so they set us up with one of the contacts at the, um, at Meta and who's really great. His uh, name is Brian Darst. Um, and we, you know, we were developing this pitch and we were, it was such a mixed bag of emotions because it was like, Oh, like we could finally get there. Then Brian's telling us like, ah, oh, like guys, like a lot of people go through it like more than once, like don't get your hopes up. Um, and 
we sent the pitch in and then a couple weeks later, it's like, he's just like, Oh, you guys made it on. And we're like, Oh wow. Like this is finally like our, our, our dream coming true almost. But it was also yeah. interesting because it was really like, it was like there was light at the end of the tunnel, but you know, we had to go through some more hurdles and it was, so we were always working and we were grinding on this project like all the time. And so it was just like kind of a, like a race. And then we finally got through QA and we like got on the store and marketing. Um, and also I want to shout out. So this whole journey wouldn't have been possible on app lab if it weren't for, um, the third member of our team, who's not uh, here today, but his uh, name is, is Steve Shockey. And he's uh really great. He was just came on, um, really eccentric, uh, great guy came on in our early on in our app lab run and helped us sort of grow the community, manage different aspects of the company, do a lot of design yeah, he was work. part of that phase where it was like, oh, you should work on growing your community. We're like, you know, you know, we love our community. We love interacting with them. But if we could have someone who's really dedicated towards, you know, like putting our word out there, talking with people in Discord, you know, seeing what people are saying, um, I think, you know, having, having Steve on the team was such a huge help towards boosting our like, external presence. And then, of course, like really putting a lot of effort into growing our internals. And then when, when we did the founders deal, like, like Jack, mentioned um you know he was he was always on the front lines um trying to get the word out and also you know just like you know making different ways for people to interact it was um and he you know he's obviously still around um he's gotten if anything even more involved not if anything definitely um and so that's been a huge help uh throughout that whole process um but yeah so we did make it onto the app lab or (laughs) onto the quest store um obviously yeah Um, and it was definitely it was a really interesting moment because we'd finally made it onto the quest store. We had launched, you know, there was a whole launch chaos. And then, uh, you know, it was like, oh, wow, like we've achieved our goal. But the thing that it really made you realize is like, well, all of that whole journey, you know, those years and years of journey, like, like this is only now this is the beginning. Like this is officially right. like the beginning now that we yeah. are actually like professional and on the store. It's like, that's not like that wasn't the end goal. Like now it's, it's like. Now this is where it really begins. And, um, so we're excited to be in that phase and just seeing, uh, where things go and how we're able to expand the game, uh, you know, and expand our, the company, expand our careers. Um, it's, yeah, yeah, for reference for the podcast, right? Like our game has only been on the store for like two months. So oh. it's really the very beginning. Um, and you know, for as like excited as we are, there's, there's still so much we have like new ideas that are kind of formulated both from like before the we got into the store and like now that we have so many people with their own suggestions um and we're still trying to you know be continually active with the community and like preserve some of that like you know let's just like put in all the ideas we're seeing with a balance of course that now there's like hundreds of thousands of people that we have to like not just throw in whatever we want um but you know continuing to interact continuing to kind of like put in little ideas or suggestions or even just like small quality of life things um and, you know, again, like this is, this is only just the beginning. There's so much potential and we've already gotten like so much value just out of the first two months. Um, like the, the like increase in people, the increase in just like kind of the, like the activity. Cause again, this is a social game, right? You know, you can see everyone online and it's just really exciting to just like look at that player count and be like, wow, like I am, it's not just like me and like 10 people, um, which was already crazy at the time, right? Like, you know, for at first it was just me and Jack, right? In one room. And then there were like 10 to 30 people on App Lab. And that was already like at any time of day, you can see people. And now there's like hundreds of people. And it's like, 
huh. Like, if you only really stop to think about it, like, there's there's people who are playing this project that we came up with, like, you know, just to try and get ourselves, like, out of isolation. And now, like, there's there's so many people who are out there and enjoying this this experience. Like, it <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can see that. Yeah, your you, excitement. It's it's it seems it's um as you mentioned, it's a pretty good description. Sometimes we have these goals. And once we met those goals, we realized, oh, that was not actually the ultimate goal. The goals are going to continue and continue to generate. And this feels like a beginning, but it's a very, very good beginning. Congratulations in all the work that you've been doing. Um, we're inviting anybody to go and check Gods of Gravity, which is available right now in the Quest store after all of this before and this beautiful story that we have here. And um, if you have, do you have a, a website that you'd like people also to check about if they are interested? Is it? Yeah, you can go to uh, godsofgravityvr.com or yeah. gogvr.com for short. Um, GOGVR, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that just has some mm-hmm. cool things about the game if you oh, want to learn more press okay. information and things. Okay. And to yeah. be sure, also, I know Jack mentioned uh, the game is was fully free on App Lab and it's still free to. To download now um even though we have in-app purchases now originally like yeah. there was everything was fully available you can still play the game for free um and that's something that i th- we think you know is obviously built been a huge part of the community so if you're if you're uh just interested in just checking out to see what we're working on like there's there's no entry barrier at all it's it's just a, it's a great time we're inviting yeah. everybody it's free for now and so then go and put your hands on it start practicing and experience gods of gravity now that is you know brand new and that is there uh, waiting for m- how much entertainment thank you so much guys for being here today um we're gonna get a couple of description notes uh, in terms of maybe you know the links and uh, your social media where you want to people to join especially your discord so if you're interested we're gonna also have the link available of discord for the episode Thank you so much and see you in the next episode. Bye for now.